Welcome to episode 57 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is Tuesday, people. Tuesday, the 19th of November, 2000, 2019. And uh, the week off is, uh, I've given myself a week off, week off gigging. Uh, I'm settling down to write any, any minute now I'm going to start writing. That's what, this is what has happened with my week, people. I've just been consumed by fucking shitty jobs to do around Briggs Towers at the moment. Um, <laughs> it sounds like, it sounds like I've got to like descale the, the sundial or something like that, but I am still fucking decorating. I know. It's become a lifelong chore now. It's uh, it's a masterpiece uh, that's happening. A masterpiece of uh, white ceiling and magnolia walls. That's it. Fuck me, man. Um, and just procrastinating uh, for the last two days. That's what I've been doing. Um, uh, I even got to the stage of cleaning my oven today. I know. That's, that's what it's come to, people. This is what it's come to. And I'm fucking itching and scratching and fucking getting angsty about not having a gig. I know. That's the thing. You think you, you give yourself a week off just to get some writing done, get get a few little jobs done and uh, mainly write. And then you just get consumed by other shit in life, don't you? Um, I've talked about slavery before. I could do with some some sort of robotic form of life that we were promised as kids um, to do all my chores for me. But, um, yeah, I've just been putting stuff off um, and getting shitty little jobs done that need doing um, all fucking, all for the last two days. That's it. I've had no uh, no time to do any writing, nothing like that. I know. Everyone's out there at the minute going, well, I've been at work, Ben. Well, you know, you book a week off. I know you people out there are working. You're nine till five down on the grind, aren't you? You know, doing whatever you do, trying to do as little as possible and still cashing that check at the end of the fucking month or week. Um, I used to do, uh, I, tr I tried to do as little as possible um, whilst working. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been, um, it's just been a labor of love, this bedroom, man, uh, trying to get it sorted. I've, I've fucking painted the walls and I can now see the divots in the wall that I'm going to have to go back, refill. I know I'm getting carried away, but this is what happens. This is what happens with writing material as well. You just think, oh, I'll just work on that bit. I'll get it exactly, exactly right the way I want it. And then you never end up trying it. But I've got to be less precious. I know that. I know. It's not easy, though, sometimes. When you're putting things out into the world, people, uh, it's not easy. Uh, so, um, yeah, I've been trying to um, uh, sort that out. Let's have a little bit of uh, ca cappuccino. Treating myself on my week off this week. I know, that's quite nice, actually. It's a bit fucking sweet. It is late at night as well. It's like quarter to 11. I'm just, I've had all day to do this, people. This is how much I've been procrastinating all day today. I've had all fucking day to do this. And um, I've been doing various things because uh, I have to wait like four hours for the fucking paint to dry on the walls. I've just got to do around the edges now. Around the edges, around the ceiling, that sort of thing. And then the walls are done. Then I start the glory days of the glossing. Ah, oh, 
There never were such days. Uh, it's, it's the little things you've got to get excited about in life, isn't it? You know, glossing a skirting board, doing your built-in wardrobe doors. That's going to be the highlight of my week. Actually, it's not. I'm actually going out on Thursday night to see comedy. I know. I never do this, by the way. It is uh, local in Northampton. Um, it's the geezer. Um, there's, a, there's an American geezer come over. Steve Hofstetter, who you may know, some of you people out there may know uh, from the Heckler videos that he does. Uh, he's a ginger geezer, American, got an American voice. People heckle him. He records it. He puts them down and then he gets millions of hits for it. So I'm uh, I'm going there not to heckle, obviously. Um, you know, artistic, uh, artistic um, uh, politeness. I think that is the term in it. Yeah. By not saying, hey, fucking. But uh, I'm just interested. Uh, one of my mates is putting on the gig. Oh, Mike Chase at the um, uh, uh, Comedy Crate. Fucking hell. I gig with him all the time. Uh, at the Comedy Crate, they're putting on the gig uh, for him. So he's over here touring at the minute. Um, so I'm going to go down and just watch that. Uh, have a night off. Have a couple of beers. I know. I could do that. Uh, but I'm getting fucking itchy feet already. Two days into uh, not having a gig and I'm fucking... This is the thing what that happens. You think you'll give yourself a little bit of time off from gigging and then uh, get some writing done and then you that little doubt starts going in the back of your head. Am I still going to be gig fit for the next gig? Am I going to be rusty? Um, so, yeah, um, they're all the doubts that are slipping in at the moment. And then you fucking start forgetting your material and shit. But uh, the next material, uh, the next nights I'm doing are like, uh, I'll start again next Monday. So I think I've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. Um, and uh, I'll just switch my phone off there because I'm getting a text through. <laughs> Um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. So I can just fucking hammer out this new stuff. This mass of ideas. I've just got paperwork in front of me where I've written down fucking weird shit. Um, just like one word or something. And that's meant to be a routine. See if we can build that in this week. Um, a bit more cappuccino there. There we go. That is fucking lovely, by the way. Um, I should have been born Italian. That would be it. I'll be a bit more debonair, a few less fucks uh, in the old speech there. But, you know, I am the mongrel Northamptonian, as I uh, have always been. I feel like uh, I see myself as one of those wild dogs, you know. They're all fucking, they've got fucking bits missing off their ear and shit like that. That's it. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going out on um, uh, Thursday to see that. Um, it should be a good gig. He's got a good, uh, a decent act that's um, supporting him as well. And I think he's touring the country or whatever. But um, this is his big break into the UK after all those millions of hits he's getting um, uh, on YouTube. But it's a weird thing having... I always think it's a bit of a weird thing. You sort of like paint yourself into a bit of a corner. Um like if you're if you do that sort of thing on YouTube and you're just specifically not showing material and showing obviously it's a double edged sword because like if you put your material on YouTube it's fucking burnt and gone. That's it, isn't it? You know. 
assuming it gets a few views. Um, but that material's burnt and gone and done and dusted. Or you can put on like heckler videos or like going off script videos, which I've got a couple up there as well. And um, and you just get known for that. That's kind of it. And this is the heckler guy. He's kind of known for that. So it'll be interesting to see what his material's like because I haven't really seen much of his material. Um, but it's that whole thing about painting yourself into a corner. Uh, you know, like, oh, he's great with banter. We'll get him to do banter. And then you get fucking cunts coming to your gigs who just want you to rip the piss out of them. And you end up painting your way into a corner and you just start dealing with cunts all the time. And then you never get any material out. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what it's like, man. Hey, I'm open-minded at the minute. Certain things I'm uh, not open-minded about. Um, one of the reasons why it's so fucking late tonight as well, at uh, 5 to 11 now, we're cracking on. The deadline is looming, people. The deadline to get this out is fucking looming. Um, one of the reasons uh, why that is, I watched the fucking debate. Now, people in other countries uh, may not be interested in this, but at the minute, 12th of December, we have a general election in this um, in this uh, fucking whatever it is, country. Is it still a country? Yes, it is, Ben. You know it is. In this country, right? Uh, which uh, they've had the live debates, which is a very Americanized thing now. This started out in America, and we just... Uh, it hasn't got quite the pizzazz of the American uh, live debates. Um, I don't know. Americans do shit like this a lot better than we do. Um, but we had the live debate between uh, Boris Johnson, who's the current prime minister, and Jeremy Corbyn, who wants to be. Uh, Boris Johnson, Conservative, Jeremy Corbyn, Labour. And it was just the two of them facing off tonight. The Lib Dems, they're out of it. Is there any bigger indication in this country that we're a two-party state and how things are split between when there's just like a debate just between the two main parties, that's it, and they've essentially gone, ah, oh, everybody else can fuck off. I know there's a debate now, or there was at 10 o'clock, um, with all the others. It's the also-rans, isn't it? That's it. The kids, this is like sports day. Always at, at school sports day, you had like a couple of people who were in the running for um, uh, like winning the marathon, things like that. I was one of them uh, at one point. I was quite a good runner when I was younger. Um, those days are long gone, by the way. Long, 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 long gone. But you always had, like, a couple of people who were in for the running for it, and then everybody, you know, you had the asthmatic kids, kids with a limp, you know, one with a lazy eye, you know, just running around in circles. That's what the second debate was at 10 o'clock. It was like the Brexit party and all, you know. The Brexit party, one of their, one of their members that I, I saw, one of their um, uh, people they're putting up um, for election was wearing a fucking Ralph Lauren fucking polo top you know put a shirt on put a tie on son you know you're representing people you're not cool you know hey i just fucking turned out i'm gonna be part of the brexit party it was the most uh, seeing their uh seeing them trot out like to some sort of weird almost rocky-esque music every time 
It was the lamest thing I've ever seen. The mic technique on the guy. Uh, just the mic technique alone. He was holding it like he was fucking having a cock forced in his mouth and didn't quite want it. Just gripping it. Um, yeah. Uh, that's how I judge people, by the way. Mic technique. That's who I'm going to vote for. <laughs> his fucking mic technique was awful. I'm not voting for him. Not that I'm voted at all, by the way. I'm just observing, you know, what we're what we're looking at here. But um, yeah, it was like um, the, the Johnson and Corbyn thing was a lot like a boxing match. The way they sort of like tried to run it up and that. And people are too cynical in this country for all that. The Americans are like woo and all that sort of thing. And everybody was like sort of like a little bit more reserved over here, aren't we? Um, I did learn one thing, though. Uh, one thing. Uh, that thank you means shut up. That's the, that's the one thing I learned from the whole fucking debate thing. Uh, when the woman was... Uh, I don't know her name. I don't know her name. I only... I just didn't, you know. It's not because she's a woman that I didn't look into it. It's just like, eh. I was watching it on the internet on YouTube, you know, live. Trying to watch it live. And uh, because I can't get fucking ITV on my normal TV because I've only got Netflix and fucking catch up. And they don't seem to do a live stream. Like the BBC do a live streaming of what's on the channels, whereas ITV don't. So I had to hunt through the Internet to watch it. Um, But I did notice that uh, every time the woman, uh, they get about 30 seconds to answer a question as well. So they've got to come out with one little sound bite within that 30 seconds that can succinctly just sum up their argument and then on to the next thing. It's almost like they 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 give the same amount of thought as they do in Parliament to it. I know it's the same sort of thing, but you'd have thought they'd at least expand on few, a few things a little bit. Boris Johnson kept trying to get back to Brexit, but couldn't quite, um, couldn't quite get there. He was derailed a little bit. Um, but it was interesting watching it. Like and when the woman like was coming to the end, thank you, Mister Johnson. Thank you. That means shut up. And he just kept going on and on and on. Um, I don't know. That just means yeah. And they essentially said nothing. Um, they just like deflected. They're essentially two schoolboys who have been um. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what happened there. It just blacked out. Uh, yeah, so they're like two school, uh, two like naughty schoolboys, like blaming each other who had just been caught scrumping or something, just pointing fingers at each other, um, saying, he did this, he did that, he's not going to do this, he's not going to do that. It's fucking the same old shit, isn't it? And then you've got a woman in between saying like, hey guys, can we just make politics a little bit nicer? Do you agree to make a pledge to pay make politics nicer and got them to shake hands and that. That's what women are there for, isn't it? Just two fucking egos going up against each other and women. Are, it was this, the same thing as you see any fucking street fight in the UK, anywhere, on these fair aisles. You see a street fight and there's always a woman going, leave it, Gary, leave it. That was the political, political, um, uh, embodiment of what that was right there of a woman just saying leave it gary leave it are you going to agree to be nice 
Uh, I do like the idea of a four-day week, but I don't know how that's going to uh, work within the comedy community. <laughs> ah, yeah, some of those, uh, you know, a four-day week ain't going to happen straight away, is it? A four-day week that Labour are proposing, like, at some point in the future. Um, after about, like, eight years when people are, like, pissed off with them at that point. That's that's what happens. People get all excited. It happens in the same cycles all the time. Any political thing, whatever country you're in, unless it's, like, a fucking dictatorship where everybody's going to get shot unless they go, wee, fucking wave them fucking flags every time they drive by. Um, it's always the same. They get voted in. People are excited. Like when New Labour came in, I remember that. I was fucking alive then, people. I was alive. Um, you know, like people are all excited about it. And they go, fucking hell, this is going to change the world. And after about eight years of being in, like two fucking more general elections, and they're like, oh, fuck these guys. These guys have fucked us again, aren't they? Um, and then they get excited about the next lot. Whoa, we're going to change the world. And nothing really changes that much. There's a few good things Corbyn's doing. Like, not that it's going to apply to me, but going to university for free, you know. They already do that in Scotland. Scotland have it easy, <laughs> apart from the fucking weather. Um, sorry, man, I'm getting carried away with the old uh, cappuccino there. Yeah, Scotland have, like, free, um, free fucking education anyway. You wouldn't have thought it. Oh! Ah, when you talk to him, ah, oh, there's a there's a fucking sweeping statement about this the old Scots people there, um, but um, that's what he wants to bring in. And um, Johnson was basically saying, "Oh, this is fucking terrible." Um, yeah, so it was just like people pointing the pair of them just pointing fingers at each other. There was a few good bits that come out of it, but it's just like. I tell you what, the most interesting thing about it is, uh, as soon as the um, debate was over, uh, everything gets twisted immediately. Like within two minutes of it in, ending, I think they interviewed Michael Gove, and he just like twisted everything uh, in the favour of the Conservative Party. The spin starts from there, doesn't it? The spin starts immediately afterwards, it, and that that's what doesn't matter. People won't remember in the morning what was actually said in the debate. They'll just read. It goes through that fucking media filter, doesn't it? It just goes through that media filter, and each paper like, will bring up which aspects of that debate like, support their argument, and they will promote those things. That's what happens, and then that becomes the reality of what happened in that live debate, doesn't it? They just put their little spin on it, each fucking paper, whether they're fucking conservative or Labour or, like, in between or undecided or whatever. There's never any sort of, like, objective reporting on it. You know, everyone puts their little... It follows through, goes through into that little filter and comes out pre-packaged as a little sausage of, like, fucking a nugget that will basically get them what who they want in power. Oh, man. Makes my makes my freaking blood boil, man. I don't know. Um, yeah, so um, 
it was just interesting watching that. And then you got the also runs afterwards and I fucking switched off at that because it's pointless. It's pointless even listening to their arguments because they ain't going to get in. They ain't going to do anything. They ain't going to cause any major change in government. They might as well just fucking hang up their coat and just say, look, we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll support one side or the other, which is essentially what the Brexit party has done. I know this is a bit UK based tonight, other listeners, but um, that's essentially what the Brexit party have done. They've withdrawn all their candidates where uh, the Conservatives are and just um, and just basically supporting the Conservatives. Even, <laughs> even the Conservatives have been less than fucking cordial about it. Sorry, there's more cappuccino there. That's about eight this time. Um, one of the things in the debate was quite funny. Corbyn, you see, the thing about Jeremy Corbyn is he needs to get fucking nasty. Boris Johnson is a treacherous little fucking weasel. And um, Corbyn's being too fucking nice about it. There was questions about, like, there was a question at the end. What would you leave under the Christmas tree? You know, and Corbyn said, oh, I'd leave a copy of, like, Scrooge by Dickens or something like that. You know, like, a Christmas carol, isn't it? By Dickens. Uh, so he can uh, get to know what Scrooge is like. It would have been fucking awesome. He just turned turned around and said, a fucking shit. I take a shit under his fucking Christmas tree and fucking light it. That's what I'd do with that treacherous NHS selling asshole. It sounds like I'm converted to Labour, but I'm not. I'm still play, uh, I'm still trying to be uh, uh, impartial here, people. Even though uh, Corbyn seems like a nice guy. Hey! He's too nice for this fucking world. He's too idealistic. And you've got, like, one treacherous, like, fucking arsehole, like Johnson on one side and Corbyn on the other, who's too fucking nice. You need a little bit of middle ground there, somebody who's a little bit of an arsehole, but also, you know, like, got principles as well. He's a principled arsehole. Hey, that's the dream, people, isn't it? For any political situation. Anyway, I've gone on fucking loads about that, and I fucking, what are we on, 22 minutes? Jesus, man. Anyway, the other thing, talking of interviews, oh, talking of interviews, there's only one interview, isn't there, this week, isn't it? Only one fucking interview we can talk about, the Prince Andrew one. Now, I watched that the other night. That is, whoever suggested him going for that interview is a fucking, he needs shooting. I bet there's two to the back of the head gone into that person already. There's just a shallow grave with a fucking, you know, with a pager still bleeping from his wife. Pager? Mobile phone it would be, wouldn't it? Mobile phone. Show me age there. Just a mobile phone just ringing, you know, like a foot underground still in his pocket. He never, <laughs> he just went missing. He went to the palace and never returned. Um, yeah, fucking hell. Jesus, man. If there's anyone who's ever guilty, that was Prince Andrew's fucking equivalent of O.J. Simpson in the Bronco. Fucking, um, fucking driving down the highway when it with all the police behind him. That was the equivalent of that. Every question that woman asked um, was just uh, another woman whose name I don't know. Um, what was her name? Emily Maitlis, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, Emily Maitlis. 
Every question she fucking asked him was another police car in the OJ Trace, just joining the chase at the end, wasn't it? Fucking hell. He is as fucking guilty as fuck, allegedly. I don't know. I don't know if you can get in trouble with that, can you? What the fuck are they going to take from me? Hey, What the fuck are they going to take? Um, yeah, that was one of the most cringeworthy fucking interviews I've ever seen. It was fucking great. Um, he just looked so fucking guilty. And the amount of shit he came out with, the, the fucking privilege, that is white privilege right there. That is right, white rich man's fucking privilege coming out. If you want a textbook example of white privilege, just watch that fucking interview. I know I'm a white guy. I know. Jumping on the bandwagon, and I? Hey, Ben, getting all zeitgeisty, yeah? Um, but fucking hell, Jesus, the, the fucking excuses he came up with. He doesn't sweat. That was one of the classics, wasn't it? He's lost that fucking right guard fucking advertising. I don't think he ever had it. Fucking hell. I, I couldn't have been in that nightclub with that woman because she said I was really sweaty when I dance and I don't sweat. He could have just said, I don't, I don't fucking dance. I'm a prince. You know, I wasn't there. Uh, the picture as well of his hand on the, on the ass of that woman. Ah, nobody knows if it's that, that picture's been doctored or not. I don't remember that, but I definitely remember being in the Pizza Express in Woking on that particular night, <laughs> which was about fucking what, 15, 20 years ago. I don't remember having that photo taken, a flash going off in my house. Uh, like in in front of me, and being upstairs in that house, I've never been upstairs in that house. There's a fucking photo of it, you dirty bastard. Jesus, uh, it was just it was oh man. If there's anything, you know, I've never seen anyone look so guilty at all. And when they mentioned the uh, Russian girl massaging his feet as well his face was a fucking picture it was just like oh my god it was as if he was just thinking oh shit they're gonna bring out a, a here we have the russian girl dressed as she was that night they should have done that like a this is your life you haven't seen her in 20 years but here's his anya massage a lot oh fucking hell uh Jesus, he was just the the fucking, you know, that is somebody who's so far removed from society that he thought his bullshit lies about not sweating, about not remembering the photo being taken, uh, which can not be remembered, but having it put in front of him about going to fucking Pizza Express on that day. You know, I've stayed in posh hotels I've stayed in a few posh hotels. Let's 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 redo that. So he was saying like uh, it, Pizza Express was a big difference for him. So that's why he remembers the exact date and the exact time he was there. I've stayed in nice hotels and I couldn't tell you the date I fucking stayed in them. I couldn't tell you the date I um I went on holiday last year. You know, I went on holiday in February, like around my birthday. But I couldn't tell you whether I went on my birthday or two or three days before. I know I was there at some point around that date. Um, Jesus Christ. 
Um, he played the old mental health issue thing as well, didn't he? <laughs> Play that card. Fucking dish that one out. I've got mental health issues, man. That's why I don't sweat. Um, Jesus. Uh, the best bit of uh, the interview for me, though, was uh, when he said um, uh, Epstein uh, conducted himself in a, in an un- conducted himself in an unbecoming manner. And uh, the interviewer, old Emily, just nailed him and went, he was a convicted sex offender. Oh, yeah, well, I was just trying to be nice. Yeah, that's what you do, isn't it, people? If you know somebody's a convicted sex offender and he's one of your mates... What you do is you then go over to New York and stay with him, have a little walk in the park, don't you? And explain that you can't be friends anymore. And you go, right, that's it. We're not going to be friends anymore. Oh, are you going now? No, I'm going to stay for another four fucking days, if that's all right. (laughs) Oh, do that all the time. Do that all the time, don't you? When you break up a friendship, you say, I can't see you anymore. It's like any relationship. I can't see you anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, why not? Uh, well, you know, we're just not getting on. Uh, we're just not getting on at all. Uh, we can't see each other anymore. Okay, where are you sleeping tonight? Well, I'm going to stay over at yours for about a week. Is that all right? Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Fuck me. The amount of bullshit. Jesus. Fucking hell. It'll end there, though. That's what, this is what will happen. It'll just end there. He won't be seen in public again. He'll be like that fucking, like one of the royals, you know, the one, the royal who had epilepsy <laughs> from the early fucking 20th century. You know, one of uh, fucking the Queen's uncles who had epilepsy. He'll just fucking disappear. They won't say anything about him again. He'll just disappear from public life. He'll still get that fucking money from all his businesses and his fucking contacts. He'll go out to Dubai, make a load of money over there, go out the States, make a load of fucking money over there and just won't fucking go out in public anymore. And then it'll all come out that it was a fucking massive pedo when he dies. That's what's going to happen, people. They're just shoveling it under that fucking carpet right now. But the fucking stupidity of the fucking geezer for doing that, I don't know how or what he expected. I think he just expected that he was like a fucking royal and he could just answer any questions and deflect it. I think he thought he was smarter than uh, that Emily Maitlis who was interviewing him and she was one smart fucking cookie, man. She just wouldn't let him fucking squirm out of it or lie out of it at all. The amount of bullshit he came out with. Oh, it was fucking glorious watching that. Glorious. Seeing somebody's life, like somebody like that from a life of privilege. Um, He's fucking up to his neck in it. Gotta be. Gotta be, man. Gotta be. He looks so fucking uncomfortable. Oh, fucking hell. We're on 31 minutes, people. 31 minutes. I ain't even had time to... I haven't even had time to do nothing. I don't even have time to do the fu- the fucking news stories in the news, but I think we've covered that, haven't we? <laughs> uh, right, this has been episode 57 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Please like, share, do whatever you do, uh, listen, subscribe, whatever. If you want to send me any messages about anything, it's podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. I will be back on Saturday, people. I might have to start extending these a little bit because I'm starting going off on little rants and shit, and I, oh, yeah. 
Uh, I'll be back on Saturday. Uh, have a good week till then, motherfuckers. Uh, take care.